Hello and welcome back to Equity, the TechCrunch podcast where we unpack the numbers and the nuance behind the headlines. This is Alex. It is June 21st, 2021, and this is Equity Tuesday because TC was mostly off yesterday, but we are never going to let you start a week without some help. So here we are. Let's talk about the markets. Let's talk about the news. Let's talk about startups. Let's have some fun. Let's kick off with a look at markets as always, turning our eyes over to Asia. Shares are broadly higher today, China aside. Over in Europe, stocks are also up and they are set to rip higher at the open here in the United States. So after a couple of tough weeks, we are at least starting this one off on the right foot. Now, turning to the world of crypto, there has been limited movement in the price of major coins in the last 24 hours. And actually, in the last week, the majors are somewhat flat as well, as their declines are not kind of being digested, if you will. NFT volume does look somewhat weak, and TVL, or total value locked on chain, according to DeFi Llama, peaked around $250 billion, now down to about $75 billion. So while price movement might have kind of settled out a little bit, we are seeing declines in other elements of the broader crypto world. And... There is lots of reporting out that South Korea is banning former employees of Terraform Labs from leaving the country over the Terra Luna stablecoin shitstorm. Now, we're coming to the end of the second quarter. This is, of course, the end of June. So get ready for a new crop of VC data. And then we're going to have earnings season again. It's always good to get a better feel for where the startup market really is. But also, didn't we just get through earnings season? How is it always earnings season? But we will get new pricing information and, of course, a look at where VCs put money to work. So all that's coming up in a week or two. Get excited. Now, today is a startup focused show, as you will soon hear. But we are going to start with an Elon Musk lightning round to get some stuff out of the way so we can talk about something and someone else. So roll with me here. We'll be done very shortly. Musk's Starlink project has sent lots of terminals to Ukraine, where it is helping to keep the country online during the Russian invasion. I think this is pretty cool. Not everyone agrees. Reporting from the Financial Times indicates that China is not stoked about what Musk is up to. Why is that? Well, keeping Ukraine online during the Russian invasion could have some parallels to how Starlink could keep Taiwan online in the case of a Chinese invasion. And given that China is not so big on anyone possibly helping Taiwan, well, it's not a popular moment for Musk. Also, news is out recently that Musk's Tesla company's cars are banned from a part of China as Communist Party leadership meets there. And you could put this under the context of data security or spying fears or simply, I don't know, anti-American sentiment. But I think it could point possibly to a rift between Musk and Chinese leadership in general, which matters, of course, because Tesla sells a lot of cars and makes a lot of cars in China. And then there's Twitter. According to Elon Musk speaking at a Bloomberg event, there are three things left that are keeping the deal from being done. And those are fake accounts, debt financing, getting that kind of sorted out, and then shareholder approval for the deal. Don't forget that Musk is supposed to buy Twitter for around $44 billion, and the market currently values the company at $29 billion as of this morning. So there's a $15 billion gap there, which says that some folks are far from certain that the deal will close. So that's Musk in Ukraine. That's Musk in China. That's Musk in the United States. And I think that's all the Musk we need for today. Finally, let's talk about startups, and we're going to kick off with a company called Lead Squared, all one word, capital S. This is a SaaS startup that is helping sales teams become more efficient with its CRM platform and is the latest Indian startup to become a unicorn, according to our own Manish Singh. Now, the company said on Tuesday, that's today, that it raised a $153 million Series C funding round that values it at $1 billion on a post-money basis. Love to see new unicorn rounds this year. They have become more rare, 
and actually they kind of make me sit up and look now. Huh, what a change. The round was led by Westbridge Capital. And here's the thing, this is an 11-year-old company. So you would think it'd be quite large by now. It has 1,200 employees and does generate 90% of its revenue in its home market of India. However, in the financial year ending March of this year, the startup doubled its revenue to about 25.6 million. So doing some math, 25 times four is 100, 100 times 10 is 1,000. So roughly a 40X revenue multiple trailing. That's not totally crazy, but here's the thing. Why did it take 11 years to get to $25.6 million in revenue? This is an interesting company and an interesting round at an interesting time. And I can't quite make the numbers all line up in my head. So lead squared, still proving that there's mystery out there in the startup market. All right, and then turning to platform.sh, we have yet another nine figure round here, ladies and gentlemen. Platform.sh, according to our own Kyle Wiggers, can help make developers' lives easier by abstracting away much of the underlying web app infra and essentially make it easier to build stuff. In support of this particular vision, he reports Morgan Stanley Extension Capital, Revaya, and Digital Partners collate a $140 million Series D. So yet another huge round. This is this almost feels like last year, if you will. It brings the company's total capital raised to $187 million, and the company is going to double down on both hiring and automation. Now, what's fun about platform.sh is that they were actually really clear about where they are financially. So once again, here we can kind of look at the company and see how big it is. In this case, $45 million worth of annual recurring revenue, up about 50% from 2021, and the company has about 5,000 customers. So 50% up from last year, roughly six months, that feels like a pretty darn good growth rate, which goes to show that you can still raise enormous rounds at relatively fun pricing if your growth is still impressive. So if you can't raise and you come to me and say, we can't raise because the market conditions are bad, I'm just going to say, no, it's your growth rate that's bad. Anyways, we don't know the valuation. So the company could have sold quite a big chunk of itself to kind of raise this amount of cash given its scale, but certainly yet again, nine figures in 2022. So we're going to kind of bring some things together here. We're going to talk about fintech, fintech repricing, and the crypto winter all in one little lasagna. TechCrunch today reported that Singapore-based Stashfin has raised $270 million in a new funding round. And essentially, this is because the neobanking platform wants to go from the Indian market and expand more broadly across Southeast Asia. Pretty cool. The startup's round was actually $70 million in equity and $200 million in debt. And the new capital values the company between $700 and $800 million. Pretty cool round. Love to see a debt equity split. Love to see neobanks still raising money. But here's the thing. I, I wonder what price this round would have been raised at last year when fintech valuations were hot. Would it have been $1.2 billion? Would it have been $2.4 billion? I don't know. $700, $800 million feels much more conservative. Now, a note on how far fintech prices have come down. Do you recall Klarna, the huge European BNPL provider that saw its valuation soar to around $45 billion last year? Well, reporting indicated earlier this year that the company had lowered its price target to $30 billion for a new funding round. And since that reporting, new reports have come out that that valuation has taken a cut all the way down to $15 billion. At that price, our math indicates that Klarna is in far closer pricing sync with a firm, its best public comp. A firm, of course, is an American BNPL company. And a firm has also lost nearly all of its value as a public company, with its shares down, I don't know, roughly 90% from all-time highs. However, it's not all doom and gloom out there. If we turn to the world of crypto, there is good news to be found. According to our own Jacqueline Melnick, the NFT marketplace Magic Eden, which launched nine months ago, which is just three quarters ago, just raised $130 million in a Series B round led by Electric Capital and Greylock Partners, 
pushing its valuation up all the way to $1.6 billion. Critically, this round came just three months after it closed a $27 million Series A. That was in March. Now, $27 million Series A, aggressive. $130 million Series B, very aggressive. So what's going on and how is an NFT marketplace essentially doing so well when fintech valuations are down and we're in the middle of a crypto winter? Well, it essentially owns the Solana NFT market. Solana is a L1, uh, similar to Ethereum-style chain, and it has some advantages and disadvantages. It's faster and cheaper, which is good. And it also goes down a lot, which is bad. Anyways, investors are betting that the Solana NFT market is going to grow over time. So owning a piece of Magic Eden will be lucrative and a good bet. Maybe. I have no idea if it's going to bear out, but I will say that Magic Eden does, as of June 1st, control 97% of the market share for daily Solana NFT transactions. So if that bet is correct, huzzah, it's the next Coinbase. If not, huzzah, all that money is gone. Fintech valuations are in the toilet, but there is still money out there, and there's still money out there for speculative fintech investments. Good news. And that is our show. Don't forget that Equity is on Twitter, where we tweet under the handle EquityPod. I'm also on Twitter. I tweet under the handle Alex. We'll talk to you soon. We have a show out tomorrow. We have a show out on Friday. We are not live this week. Natasha is back, so it's going to be a good one. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.